You're listening to Diary of a Congresswoman, a series of conversations with Teresa Ledger-Fernandez. I'm Mary Charlotte Domandi. Today, the House of Representatives voted for impeachment of President Donald Trump. That was relatively easy compared to what will likely be a much more contentious battle in the Senate. It is actually very cathartic to do our job. This is what needed to be done. I've been talking about how healing and unity start with accountability. And it's true, right, that this does not divide us. This brings an end to what we need to do regarding what happened on Wednesday, a week ago, in all of its horror and terror. And it allows us to move forward now to begin working on what we need to do. But there is definitely, I hadn't thought about it until I told you now that there really is this catharsis. There really is this, okay, now it's done. Now now we can move to the next thing because our, our role in this is done. We've done our job. It's, I mean, one week ago today, January 6th, insurrection, you were in the Capitol. So much more is coming out each day about what did happen and so much more will come out in the coming days. One week later, impeachment, All Democrats voted in favor of it in the House. Ten Republicans also voted in favor. And so I guess I want to ask you, what does it feel like from afar? It's so it feels surreal. It feels surrealistic. It feels so scary. AOC was talking about the trauma of it. What does it feel like to you? It is all of those things. I mean, the trauma is not just about the fact that there was horror and anger and violence and people who wanted to do harm to us out there, but that there was also violence directed at something that I talk a lot about that I love. And the fact that for a long time, for a whole week, it felt like we couldn't do anything about it, that there was a lack of agency because we could not control those mobs. We could not control this president. But what we could do was what we did today, which is impeach. And that feels good because that is my job and I can do that and I have that power. And that power should be used to protect Americans' ideals, to protect our democracy, to protect this institution. And so I think that that's why it's very important that we did this today with regards to that issue you were raising about the surrealness of it or the trauma of it, that this brings closure to that. The reality, however, is that the hate and violence that were incited by this president and that were encouraged to come to light and to roam our streets, that is not over. The Capitol right now is awful. I mean, it is safe. You feel like it's safe. But you only feel like it's safe because it looks like, you know, we're barracks for thousands of National Guard. You can't get anywhere near it. So it is a very safe place right now, but it is also a place that shouldn't have to look like this. You know, we're preparing for the inauguration. They're going to do everything to make it as safe as possible. The alarm bells have been rung. Everybody is awake about the violence that is intended to be inflicted on our democratic institutions and President Biden and all of those who support him. So we now know that. And so this level of security is so that nothing happens. 
but it shouldn't be like this. I mean, I look forward to the day where we move back from this abyss and rebuild and have that healing and unity that I talked at the beginning. I posted a picture or video today of what it looks like in the Capitol where we have thousands of National Guard who, if they're not at their posts, they're basically sleeping in the Capitol. They're using their rucksacks to sleep and they do look like they have good, uh, they have donuts. And, <laughs> and they also look like they had some healthy stuff that they were able to, to eat, you know, but you, it's jarring. I'm a student of Latin America. And so I spent time in Latin America throughout college and doing my master's work and doing law school. And presence of military, you know, it was kind of expected because there were coups and there were dictators and those kinds of things. That's not what we should be seeing here in the United States and in our capital. Our capital, we've always been proud of the fact that regular people could go to the White House, that our house was the people's house. And little by little, this kind of violence is forcing a hardening of the security. It's needed right now, but it also breaks your heart that it's there. One of the things that I've been thinking about is, you know, we just had this gigantic hack in which a lot of government uh, computer systems were infiltrated. And because we're in such a vulnerable moment right now, I keep wondering, and the you know, director of Homeland Security stepped down, are we safe from our enemies at this moment? Is that something that is part of the conversation that you're engaged in? Right. That's exactly what I was talking about right now, that in order to be safe from our enemies, both external and domestic, we have this level of security that is required at this moment. I cannot speak. I'm not an expert on the cybersecurity issues. And so I can't really talk to you in any more detail than you or anybody else reading the paper could about what we're doing on cybersecurity. But it raises those issues. But this gets to the point of why it's so important to actually impeach Trump, even though he only has nine days left, is we don't want him to have access to our security briefings, which all past presidents do, because there's a certain level of trust, whether we liked him or not, we kind of trust George Bush that he's not going to go and take those secrets to Russia. We do not trust President Trump that he will not take those secrets and share them with Russia. I mean, he's not shown any kind of restraint in his dealings with other countries that are enemies to us. His first impeachable offense was in particular kind of saying, hey, you know, this other country, let me uh, give you something that you want if you'll give me something I want. I mean, this guy has been willing to trade, to use America like a commodity that he can use for trading. So we cannot trust him. And that's the other reason why we impeached, even though he only has nine more days left in office. So the impeachment in the House happened today, but as we know, the Senate is on vacation essentially until the day before the inauguration. So what's the way forward? What does this mean? What's the next step? So I'm a member of the House of Representatives, the People's House, and we did our job. The Senate is in this interesting state of flux as they transition from a Republican-led Senate to a Democrat-led Senate. 
and it is up to them to take it up and when they take it up. The impeachment proceedings do provide certain timelines, but how they get there is going to be their job. Did you have to go through metal detectors? Yes, and I had no problem. It doesn't take long at all. As long as you're not carrying a gun, no problem. You just give them your purse. I finally figured out, you know, my purse is one of those purses that has a zip because I I can lose things, right? (laughs) You don't want to lose anything, so I zip it up. And I finally learned it's like, oh, unzip it for them, and you get it real fast. So my third time I went through, I went down four times onto the floor today. So on the fourth time, uh, it was like, handed over unzipped but it was great because there was a woman a woman guard and like she was like tick. she looked into that thing so fast like she was like she knew what to look for in a woman's purse she gave it right back I said see I got it during you unzipped she goes yeah it helps a lot <laughs> so you know women know how to go through women's purses a lot faster <laughs> than those guys do can you bring in like a Swiss army knife or what are they looking for you were not allowed to have guns on the floor of the house. There is a rule that does not allow that. And there have been Republicans who have stated that they are going to take the guns on the floor of the house. Given that certain Republicans were more active participants with QAnon and last week's events, it is scary to think that they want to bring guns on the floor of the house. You know, they can argue with my ideas. They do not need to take the gun out to argue with what we might say on the floor of the house. Right. Anything else you want that's on your mind today? Anything else in your heart? My heart, my heart. I love my people of New Mexico and across this country who have sent me blessings and prayers and worries and encouragement about what to do today. They have helped fill up my heart and make me strong. And I am so grateful for that. Thanks for listening today. Please go to congressdiary.com for more info and other podcasts and to connect with us on social media. And if you have any questions or comments, including questions for the Congresswoman, please email me at diary at radiocafe.org.